0: You're listening to a sermon originally recorded by Schweitzer United Methodist Church in Springfield, Missouri. Check us out online at sumc.co. And if this sermon blessed you, be sure to share it with someone else. Thank you so much for listening. Now, on to the message. So we are worshiping all morning long, which isn't all that long, really. It doesn't seem that long to me. I've been here all morning, except I had to go to the bathroom for a couple of minutes. Aretha Franklin's celebration of service was over eight hours long this week. Uh, The old Methodist camp meetings, they would gather, and you hear the word stump speeches, political stump speeches, you know where they got that term? They got it from the Methodist camp meeting days where, and no, I wasn't alive then, but it's 19th century stuff, and people were not so busy. And we weren't entertained by so many other things that uh, people could go and stay all day and listen to talks and and worship, and that's part of our heritage. This morning uh, we're worshiping all day, or at least all morning, with the idea that we can worship all day, or we can worship all the time. We feel very strongly that God is calling us to be more of a worshiping congregation. Uh, that God is the audience, and God is inviting us into His presence. So personally and corporately, God is always inviting us into His presence. My wife and I went on a trip to Oregon this summer, and we went to the great Northwest, and on the final day of our trip, we, went to, we wanted to go see Mutnamma Falls, and we weren't able to get there because of, Barrels, and because of gates and because of a human guard that was blocking all the different entrances that we tried to get to those, to those falls. And out of that frustration, I really felt like God was speaking to me and I didn't really want to dwell on it. I was so frustrated. And I got so angry about it, really. But God was saying to me, Bob, this is the way in which many people struggle in finding access to me. Who of us have not struggled in believing that we really are worthy to come into the presence of God? That God values us and wants us and that Jesus has really given us access to the Father. As we've gone into this worship experience all morning long Jake and others have named some barriers, and um, I just want to talk with you just briefly about uh, the realities of of what really can be blocking our entrance, and uh, the first thing I want to talk about are barrels of busyness, and Taylor's going crazy there because I'm not going to the script, not following script here, but uh, barrels of busyness. I think that's really one of the words that God is speaking clearly to me and to our church and to our culture. Our bishop last week talked about the reality that one of the things that gets in the way of our spirituality more than anything else is fatigue. And being an A-type personality, it's been very hard for me to slow down, and to really listen and to, to go at a different pace. But we're just too busy. C.S. Lewis, in his writing of the book, The Screwtape Letters, is writing where the chief demon is writing to one of his uh, minions, and he says, of the enemy, he's talking about Christians, he says, you don't have to get them to do something really bad. Just keep them busy. And I think that's really reality. So I don't know, I, I want you just to, right now, go into your mind and your spirit and ask God to name the the number one barrier for you. And you can call it out if you want to, you don't have to, but just in the next minute, I'm going to be silent. What's the number one barrier that's keeping you from accessing the Father? Keep on holding on to that because you can give that to God now or you can give that to God a little bit later. (laughs) But another thing that really is a strong barrier for us is, is our mindsets, like a gate that blocks our entrance to God. There are mindsets. And as we get older, and anybody in the room not getting older? I mean, these mindsets begin to develop early, early in life, where we decide that we don't like something or we don't believe something or we're not open to something. There's mindsets. It's like there's filters over our minds, and unless it fits our frame of reference and what we've experienced or what we believe, we just totally reject that. I know I'm that way. Last Thursday night, Susan and I were sitting down with our four-year-old grandson, who is perfect in every way, and yet we discovered he has a mindset. We served him Smokies. You know what Smokies are? All right. He didn't know what it was. We served him macaroni and cheese and strawberries. He ate some Smokies. He ate some strawberries. I said, Orrin, you have got to. To taste one mac and cheese, one. He refused. It was just a really battle. And finally, he got one little mac and cheese up to his lip, and like, I don't know how he's so talented to get just the nibble of a nibble of, of a mac and cheese. And I said, that doesn't count. You got to put one whole piece of mac and cheese in your mouth. And finally, he did it. He spit it out. <laughs> I said you got to put it back in. You've got to chew it. One. Now you don't know how hard it is for me to be a cruel hard disciplinary papa. That was hard. It wore me out. <laughs> but by golly, he did it. And it's like, man, he had a mindset that he was not going to like it. If you don't like it, it's okay, but you gotta try it. There are mindsets that we have in our religiosity, in our rules and the way that we do things. And it's scary that the older we get, the harder it is. I'm not saying there's not some good absolutes, there's not some good structure, there's not some framework that's helpful to that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying we got to overcome mindsets. But you know, I think the biggest intimidator of all are people. So there was the security guard that had a hissy fit animated wasn't going to have me come near, have us come near the entrance that we were trying to break into. He had a gun. I didn't. It ended right there. (laughs) But there are all kinds of people in our past or in our lives or in our current life that's discouraging us from accessing God. And who is that person for you? You don't have to call them out. But you, if you're married, it could be a spouse or significant other. It could be a child, a parent, a neighbor, a friend, a parent that's voices long in the grave. But, I mean, there are voices and there are People, we get intimidated. Of people that are discouraging us. And you get out of line and you get serious about your faith, there's going to be some people that try to whip you back into shape. Now, I want to tell you the person in my life that has been that person for me. And that's myself. And that's my false self. That's my fear of what other people think. That's my pride. That's my self-reliance. Because in my heart of hearts, as I go into the presence of God, I, I believe the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. And I worship a lot now, not just out here. I worship in here. And I'm here to tell you, friends, there's a time and a place in your life where God will say to you, I'm not going to keep out here meeting you out there. I want you to come inside here if you want to find me. I want you to come inside here. How many of you believe in imagination? How many of you believe in God? More hands. That's good. It's okay if you don't. I mean I mean I'm glad you're here if you don't. Really am. Yeah. How many of you believe that God created imagination? I want to invite you to use some sanctified imagination for the next few moments. i want to tell you a story about one person recently, and I have this person's permission. I'm a, I'm a spiritual director, and I can tell you more about what that is later. But I am privileged right now to spiritually direct about five different men. And we meet up once a month. And the whole purpose, the whole agenda is putting ourselves before the presence of God and letting God take that hour any way God wants to. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do as a spiritual director. But I believe and I have come to experience and to know that when we are sitting and we are available in the presence of God, God can do anything. So I want to invite you to just, if if it helps you to shut your eyes, you can. But I'm going to tell the story of the guy that I'm going to call Max. And Max is like a lot of other people in this room. Max has a father wound. Max grew up in a dysfunctional family. Max has a rather harsh or unloving and unpredictable father. So Max is learning in these sessions, to identify the false self and the things that are keeping him from accessing God and really believing that he is worthy to come into the presence of God. (laughs) That it is sheer grace that allows him to come there. And so as Max and I are sitting with Jesus in the stillness of his imagination, I ask him, where does Jesus want to take you? And Max begins to see and witness. Jesus takes him to the Father. <laughs> Jesus is taking him into the room, the place where God dwells. And God appears before Max as a fireplace, What a beautiful image that God gave in that moment. Open hearth, open hearts. And there's a roaring, popping fire. And Max begins to see that God, the Father, is welcoming him there. And the Son, has been delighted to bring him there. And in his mind's eye, in, his, in the spirit, in his imagination, Jesus is standing just to the side as Max enjoys being in the presence of God, not in a utilitarian way, not in a way to ask for anything, not in a way that expects anything, but just enjoys being in the presence of God. And here's, here's the ultimate surprise. <laughs> Max enjoys God enjoying him. And I believe that that is ultimately what worship is about, that the Father invites us, that the Jesus has given us and opened up the clear and living way where we have access to the Father. I'd like to uh, invite us on the screen to pop up those final verses of scripture and our worship team is going to come. But I wanna invite you to look just for a moment at these wonderful words and see and hear and know the experience of the invitation that Jesus is now giving you. For Jesus says in the Gospel of John, the fourth chapter, the hour is coming and now is here. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship Him. That worship is of the heart. Worship is of the sincerity and the truth and the experience of what God has for us. And the writer of Hebrews says, so let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. So let us go right now into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. Would you read those words with me? Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting Him. I freely admit to you, brothers and sisters, that I have obstacles and they oftentimes emerge and I fight the battle every day, but I have come to believe and to experience that this is true. We have access to the Father. And we can go right now into the presence of God anytime, anywhere, any place. But it's more powerful and rich and full and real when you're doing it in community with brothers and sisters. So This is what God is inviting us into this morning. And as we go into this time of worship, we're going to have worship leaders direct us and help us. But let the Holy Spirit direct you. The Holy Spirit wants you to come and to bring your offering and to indicate uh, how you're going to serve God or how you want to be interested in a class or group coming up. That's cool. Put it here. We even left some communion elements out here. It's not on the script, but if you want communion, serve yourself. It's been consecrated. I'm so thirsty right now, I think I wish I was an Episcopalian. and I drank the whole (laughs) cup. Go to the prayer wall write the prayers. Uh, what is it? What's the barrier? God, I want you to smash it. I want you to remove the stronghold, and I want you to be the stronghold of my life. I'm going to invite you to stand. I'm going to invite you to worship. I'm going to invite you to do what you need to do right now. So we, we want to end this final time of God in, in full worship and full praise, knowing that we have access right now <laughs> into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting Him.